Okay, good afternoon. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again. This is Representative Dan Miller. You are tuning in to the latest of my pen dropping at On the Table. Uh, this, yeah, this edition here, we are doing another Better Know a District. And we have a friend with us this time from up in the Northeast. Uh, for those who don't know, of course, I'm talking about my good friend and caucus administrator, Representative Mike Schlossberg from the 132nd District. Mike. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Dan. This is fun. And I can only see half of your face because these microphones are absolutely enormous. That's right. Well, that or your head is small. So we're going to... My head is many things. It's not small. <laughs> well, uh, and always uh, thank you, uh, Mike, again. Th uh, with me, as always, is Steph, our caucus uh, ED. Steph, how are you today? I'm just wonderful. Thanks for having me again. Are you excited to have Mike here? I really am. A little hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's great. I love I, Mike. Well, I, I tell you, hey, Mike, we're sitting here now at my table, one of the tables here in our, our office, and we, of course, just ran upstairs from voting. Yeah. Um, but on this here is is a map, and I always like to pause here for a moment because uh, way over here, uh, there, that little green speck there mm -hmm. in Allegheny County, that's <laughs> that's me at, you know, the, the 42nd District right in Mount Lebanon. And right. Surrounding community of Pittsburgh, and, and you being the 132. One, I'm this little green handle-looking thing. After redistricting the 132nd district, actually looks like a shape as opposed to a deformed telephone handle. <laughs> that's good. I was going to say amoeba, something. So you're, but that's Lehigh County. It is. Uh, my district, uh, in its current form, before redistricting, looks like a deformed telephone handle or a barbell that sits on top of Pete Schwier's district. I'm like Pete's hat. Fantastic. Well, I know Pete would appreciate that. I uh, he'd have a lot of things to say about it. That, that now, and are you are you uh, were you born and raised in Lehigh? No, I always joke my dirty secret, and you know it wasn't nearly as dirty until Oz ruined it. Was I'm from New Jersey? I was born and raised. Yeah. Well, I was born in New York technically, but I was raised in New Jersey. Grew up there till I was 18, and freshman year of college began my career at Muhlenberg College in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Senior year intern for my predecessor, a woman who would become my predecessor and still as a mentor and a dear friend. Jennifer Mann, and got hooked from there. And, and of course, you're you're married. I, two married. kids, two kids, eleven and a nine year old. Um, how's that going? They haven't thrown me out yet. My, <laughs> they they have uh, my son now takes the bus, so we got him a phone, and he texts me memes and jokes. He's a funny kid, so it's going good so far. That's my daughter's in fifth grade. I'm um, having a lot of fun with both of them. It's weird when you get to get the phone, though. Uh, it feels very weird, and then yeah. their personality comes out in the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the emoji, which is what I get from my 15-year-old. is like 42 different emojis depending on the day. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I lose track of everything that's good or bad. What does uh, that one mean? Yeah, but it, it is interesting. You're totally right, though. You do see their personality yep. on the phone. So it, it's a good thing. But, yeah, so Mike is all the way in Lehigh County. Uh, I tell you what, it's one of the great things, obviously, about our state is we do have this diversity. Uh, and one of the things I love about the podcast is a chance to get to talk to members. As much as we will see each other in leadership and on the House floor, uh, the reality, of course, is we're not going to run into each other at the at the Giant Eagle or Wagner's Wawa. Oh, there you go. Yes, uh, crudite. So, <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. So we're um, so that's the reality. Is it that the, the state is big and we're 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 not going to always bump into each other? It's true. Yeah. Well, listen, and, and getting into that, too, and I, I, Mike, of course, came in, uh, he came in about five or six months right before I did in that big sort of uh, class. Class of 12. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, I think we we're up to like 20, 20 members or something. Including time? you and Kevin Schreiber at one point. Our class was 23 members, and we might be down to 10. Is that it? Maybe. I'd have to look. Um but it's very reduced. Actually, when after Marty Flynn got elected to the state senate, I went on a Twitter thread about it, and there's really not many of us at this point. Yeah. Three, um, again, including you, because you were the special. Um, there's three of us in leadership now. You, me, and Harris. Is it even more? You, me, Harris. 
and Bizarro, excuse me. So there are four of us in leadership, four of the seven leadership slots for the class of 2012 now. Um, there are committee chairs, not everybody, but much of our class yeah. is a committee chair now. Um, and certainly had a, a range of experiences, et cetera. And, and one's a senator. And one's a state, one's a senator. Kevin Schreiber left us to be um, chair of York, their combined chamber mm -hmm. and economic development corporation. See, see, that's what I think we should be proud of, though, is that this class that we were all in some way a part of there has, uh, you know, done pretty pretty good things. For it's the state. it's really fun to think about. We you know we, we we atrophied right away because of redistricting. But right. most of us are still involved in some way. I think we've only had one arrest in our class, which is honestly not a bad degree of success. Yeah, like I didn't even know. All right, we'll move on yeah. from the arrest talk. And I, yeah, that's probably for the I, best. I don't know. We're going to get but, in trouble. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, is, it is funny how you come in as a group. You definitely remember it. I came in, too. Part of that group was Mayor Ganey. That was a whole other yeah. part of that, too. So just a you, I'll tell you a funny story. We, um, I went to the White House yesterday with yep. a few other members. We went for the celebration of the Inflation Reduction Act. Mayor Ganey was ahead of us. I was with Jerry Mullery. We saw him, you know, Big Ed Ganey, gregarious hug. How are you doing? He was in front of us. We were going through the metal detectors, and the guy behind Ed goes, I'm, I, I am carrying, and we realized it was Ed Security. You know, he's Mayor of Pittsburgh. He has security. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, Ed Ganey was security. It was just such an odd <laughs> thought. I mean, Ed yep. Ganey was just a schmuck like the rest of us that came in, and now he's the mayor of how big a city in the United States? What is it, one of the 50 biggest cities? It's close. It might be 60, but in, okay. that, in that part. Yeah, like he's yeah. Had the second biggest city in Pennsylvania, a massive, thriving municipality and region, I and mean, it's it's cool to think about. You know, the only thing that's bigger than the city really is Ed's heart. I, I, I tell yeah, you, there you go. Good I, line. No matter, yeah, no matter where you are, you're going to get a hug, yep. right? And, and when he says he's good to see you, he really means it. Absolutely. Right? That's one of the people who are, t you could take that to the bank. Yep. So now is good. A lot of great people we came in with. But, you know, um, one of the things we'd like to do too, Mike, is uh, obviously I'm, I'm interested in your district. Uh, you know, I, I, it's funny to me when we could find similarities or understand the differences. Yep. It's always interesting. And so we'd like to do a little bit of a game as well that, we, that helps me understand a couple things. Steph, what's the game? So it's called Two Truths and a Lie. There you go. See, everybody knows this game except Dan. Right, I don't know. I miss <laughs> this somehow. Oh, no, that's an easy one. Yes, it is. Um, and so, you know, we are going to give Dan three um, pieces of information. Yeah. And two are a truth and one is a lie, and Dan has to guess it. All right, so, but just so we're straight, though, it's three pieces of information about Mike. Yes. And about his district. Or right? him. Or, or him. Okay. Him or his district. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and Mike doesn't know what you picked. No. All right. That's so, cool. Yeah. So, Maybe I'll learn something new. Well, we'll see. Now, we did do this with uh, uh, Joe. Uh, yeah, yesterday, mm -hmm. right? And I just want to point out I did guess correctly. So that was. All right. Yes. Yeah, so I'm on a streak here. That's uh, one. It's all fantastic. Right. All right. So we'll take a look. All right, Steph, tell us the first okay. one. Okay. So the first one is prior to joining the General Assembly, Rep Schlossberg served on the Allentown City Council. So that's one. Okay. Allentown Council. City Council. Okay. That's correct. All right. Are you writing these down? Yeah, that's how I remember. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to think about it. Okay. Um, the second one is the 132nd District is also known for is rubber duck industry. That's the second Wait, piece. wait, wait. Rubber duck? Mm-hmm. Rubber duck. Yeah. Okay. Our baseball team is the Quackers. Mm-hmm. Oh, now he's giving hints. Mm -hmm. Rubber duck yep. oh, industry. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. And the last one is Representative Schlossberg has three children. Three well, okay. Well, I just we just ruined that one. So, because I know he has two, so we, we did. I, I did pay attention. Look, Mike was talking. I listened I, to him. Do you want to know that I had to have Ian text me new information because you guys talked about all, all the right, stuff look, that I, I had written down? No, that's, that's wait. Fine. Tell me more about the rubber duck industry. Hang on, because oh, this okay. is 
Don't throw it off. Hold on. All right. Let, let's be sure. So what What I know for... Oh, okay. Right. So I guess I already won the game. Yes. I, all right. Because yes, Mike has... And just to just make sure I have it, he's an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old. That's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 11-year-old has a cell So phone. when you guys were talking... The other one was 32nd um, District is home to Muhlenberg College, where, which is where he got his bachelor's. And you already said it. And I, I was did. like, so I texted Ian. I was like, give me another yeah. one. And, well, then he, and then you said another one yeah. um, that you were born. That the you were, the lie was you were born and raised in the Allentown area. And then you went on to say that. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. Mike, <laughs> so, sorry. No, so, it's okay. It's but fun. Mike, you were on city council now. I was. Yeah. Two and a half years. Two, so that wasn't a full term. You jumped. I did. I did a part-time job um, on Allentown City Council, strong mayor, weak government forum, system of government. Yeah. How um, is there? A, there's a mayor too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you were young. I mean, what were you like? 20 I was. At the I was time? the. I was 26 uh, when I was sworn in. Actually, at the time, since defeated, but at the time, I was the youngest member ever elected to Allentown City Council. Wow. We are going to be joined presumably, uh-huh. by the guy who beat my record but doesn't hold my record um, representing the east side of Allentown in 2022. Is that right? Yep. Okay, all right. He's going to be younger than me when I was first sworn in. Well, I want to get to mental health, which I know is something that both of us uh, have a passion I've been for. I've struggling lately. No, <laughs> yeah, whatever I can do to help out. But uh, just so, you know, look, I, I also served on uh, local government in my town in Mount Lebanon. I was a commissioner. Yep. Um, I found it to be incredibly useful to being up here. I really, really agree. Yeah. How has it helped, do you think, having that city council experience? Um, first of all, well, the first thing I'm going to say is that you really got an understanding of the pressures that you face in local government. That's actually the first thing that I think about. You're one of seven, and you deal with local issues like you deal with police, you deal with roads, you deal with eminent domain. I happen to come in at a particularly controversial time where we started a massive redevelopment in Allentown and sold this, or at least really the city's water and sewer authority to pay this massive pension debt, which is a longer story. And you get you get screamed at at meetings. Yeah. And it really gives you that that idea of just what it's like to be a servant of the people, mm-hmm. which is good. But you also really dig into brass tacks. Um, because of the pension situation in Allentown, I got really involved in our finance operations. I was the chair of the finance committee for a short time. I really got to know municipal and local government finances. And you that's like, look, local government is really where the rubber meets the road. Mm-hmm. And it was a great experience in learning how to govern, how to build coalitions. Allentown's a democratic city, 7-0 democratic majority that fought more than we do in the general assembly. <laughs> so you learn how to make compromises and how to pull together coalitions to get things over the finish line. What, was there something big on, uh, while you were there for two and a half years, was there something that you really dug into uh, that that really you were proud of the effort? There were, I got really involved with the city's finances and a couple of the pieces of legislation I passed were risk management related. Okay, Um yep. Making sure that the city's risk management fund was funded because the city was self-insured. Um, I did some quality of life stuff. I did a cell phone ban, which was struck down by the Court of Common Pleas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yep. Um, so <laughs> that was we, you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was me. We got to do it at the state level, and, and it's fine. Um, finances was what I really got involved with, and I was actually say I left before the city completed its water and sewer lease deal because I was it, it, the, the timing of it was I had to resign at a certain date so that somebody didn't come in in the middle of the budget process. Right, right. Um, so I got involved in that way. And it was a great, great education as an yeah. elected official. You know, I'll tell you, I, I, I hear you, and I definitely would, would feel the same. I, I do remember one time a conversation I had with actually a former member here. And at the time, I was looking to run for Mount Lebanon uh, Commission. This is in 06, maybe 07. Uh, and we were actually uh, 
talking outside of a, a congressman's uh, office. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told him, I said, look, I'm going to run for local government. And mm-hmm. I told him my reasons. Of course, he said, why? And I told him the reasons and thought I could be helpful and do a good job. And he said, don't do it. And I said, why? And he said, look, you could be in Congress and vote to spend a billion dollars studying, like, sheep mating in Turkmenistan. Mm-hmm. And nobody will know. But in local government, if you move a crosswalk, they'll burn you an effigy. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny how that comes up. But, well, listen, um, so that, uh, Mike, I appreciate very much. You've been, obviously, ever since I've been following you, which I think is from the get-go. God help you. You you spent a lot of time uh, both sharing uh, your personal story, but also uh, sort of championing a lot in regards to mental health. Yep. So I just want to obviously say thank you for your work. Thank but, you. I remember your stories too. Well, listen, it's uh, I, I tell you, I love it, and I, I'm always trying to ca- keep up with you because you have so much going on. Mm-hmm. So uh, you were recently, or not too long ago, I think it was, anyhow, appointed on to mm-hmm. – yeah, tell us what's going on. So the Behavioral Health Commission for Adult Mental Health is the biggest thing that I'm working on right now. It's a, taking up a huge chunk of my time, and it's really exciting. So going backwards into June, I've always been, as you were kind enough to mention, a big advocate for mental health and increasing funding. This was the first year where our budget situation was such that it felt like we could actually increase funding in mental health. I proposed the Hope for PA plan, right. worked with our leader's office, with our appropriations chair, <clears throat> to develop this plan that would increase funding by $100 million to a series of mental health line items on a recurring basis. Couldn't get that over the finish line. We did get $100 million in one-time spending to be spent via the recommendation of a 24-member Blue Ribbon Commission. It's been set up of a variety of experts, members of all four caucuses. Our leader was kind enough to appoint me, so it's been taking up a lot of time doing that specific work. Yeah. Well, by the way, though, and I know you did a quick summary, and I appreciate it, but yeah, this is this is fantastic. This is big yeah. news. This is not a small thing. Oh no, this is a. I'm really really excited about this commission. I uh, I love where it's going. The expertise that was drawn together has clearly showed areas where my hope for PA plan completely missed, and they've got better ideas, and I'm so excited by it. Well, and let's think too, because it was a bit before I think. Yeah, we were both elected. Mm-hmm. You know, look, the state was 10, cutting funding. Ten percent cut to human services for counties in 2011, 2012. It was eighty-one million dollars. That has still not been backfilled. Right, right. I think this year yeah. we were able to do a little. Uh, we it was it went directly to a specific line item, and it wasn't nearly enough of what they wanted. The counties are still really struggling. Really hurt. Well, and that's the thing too. Somebody occasionally will talk to me about uh, what we're trying to get back to, like oh, before the pandemic, totally. or and I'll, I'm always like, look, I'm not interested in, in yep. talking mental health. It wasn't the promised land before mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. Well, yep. I'm not trying to get back to yep. February 2020 here, yep. right? So we, we have to go forward. Yep. And, and so tell us, how, how can this money, you think, what, so what, yeah, go ahead. It's one-time money, which is frustrating, but you can use it in invest, there's, you can do grants over a period of a few years to targeted items. The biggest thing that's been coming up is workforce retention, bar, or, and recruitment and retention, bar none, because like everything, workforce is drowning in the behavioral health universe. And it was pre-pandemic, but it's gotten a million times work. We have to invest in a variety of different programs, peer-to-peer, and um, pipeline development, like grabbing someone from high school and college and shepherding them through and having them stay in an area. Mm-hmm. Underrepresented communities are really suffering, so that means communities of color. It also means rural Pennsylvanians. Right, they are really in some pain right now. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, and look, that's the that's uh, you mentioned one time funding. One of the things, though, of course, that I know you you also have talked about too is access, mm-hmm. uh, and it is fantastic. We're, we're, things we can do to kind of keep our or workforce in place. That's great. 
but if we still can't access, yep. you know, that's a whole nother issue for Absolutely. us to deal with. Absolutely. So, and I've been getting across a lot of people who are talking about waiting lists for mental health, uh, no matter the age. I've been finding it for kids. Mm-hmm. I've been finding it for adults. I've been talking about waiting lists and access to help and yep. access to care. Yep. Seeing that a lot. Um, and there's things that we can do to increase access. Mm-hmm. Finally, formally, and forever, legalizing telehealth or requiring insurance covers telehealth would be a huge boost. Right now, we're still on the emergency waivers, and that's great. Those are going to go away eventually. We have to get our act together and finalize that. Access parity, increasing rates so that we can get more doctors into the workforce, those are big deals. Yeah. Like the, and excuse me, I should not just say doctors. It's much more than just doctors. Very true. Um, Social workers, um, licensed nurses, and I'm missing quite it. There, there's a whole array. Yeah, well, there's no doubt. And, of course, we're still having a problem with uh, uh, school services. Yep. You know, go ahead. Oh, we did better on schools, $100 million to schools, and that's probably going to be a recurring amount. Um, every school is going to get money that they can use in a way that they see fit. Hiring staff, contracting with outside services, telehealth options. There's a whole array of uses that schools can do, and that's a good thing. We did good work there. Well, and look, I think if, you know when you're looking at the entirety of health, Right. So we do a pretty good job in, in catching now so much of physical health. And I'm a bit older than 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 both of you guys. <laughs> but uh, now we do a better job of screening for a whole bunch of physical health, yep. uh, which um, back when I was in, in school, you know, younger and I started school in the like 70s. So, <laughs> Stop dating so, yourself. Yeah, I know. But it just it, yeah, it just didn't. Uh, you know, we were still finding big gaps of how to like help with 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 uh, provide care and access uh, for for kids. Yep. Now now we're doing pretty well in the physical health. Yep. In most cases yep in most cases but we are have always 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 suffered from that lack of parity of you mentioned but the difference in how people view physical health and mental health absolutely in a yeah. big way yeah i mean that stigma too from what people want to talk about how they want to be involved i mean it's stigma is a killer we've made real progress on stigma over the mm-hmm. past decade like even among my kids generation generation i or alpha generation whatever the heck you want to mm-hmm. call it They've real like it's become therapy has become so normalized, yeah. and I think, I think that comes from a few different sources. First of all, I think it's celebrity culture. I think so many of their celebrities are so much more open with addiction or mental health or behavioral health related issues that that hits kids. Kids then feel more free to talk to their friends about it. Parent their parents are a lot of people like us who you know in my case certainly have been to therapy, takes medication, and I say to my kids all the time when you you know if you guys are down or sad, you talk to us. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing you can't we can't deal with. Right. Well, that's the key, you know, talking and being able to do that. It sounds simple, but for too long, it has been too difficult for have, to yes. have those conversations. Yes, so. sir. Well, there's no doubt. And look, I know you don't have too much time here, but what should we be expecting from uh, this commission? A well, report or- in the next few weeks. So I'm hoping by the end of September, the commission makes a report that then gets enacted by the legislature. That will be an amusing experience for all of us because we only have so many session days left. So the mechanics of it may be me running around with my hair on fire. That's not mental health. My hair just happens to catch fire. It's very sad. <laughs> Staff has yeah. fire extinguishers. That's right. Um, so that'll that'll be the I, that'll be one of the last things we do as a legislature this year, and obviously that's an important one. So yeah. it is. We we will expect to have that before yes. we get out of here. We, we got seven voting or six. A, there is time days. enough, especially if we add it to a bill that's already moving. Well, mm. you know, and look, to be honest, uh, the work that you're talking about and the work that you're doing, Mike, again, tremendous. This stuff here, like you said, it's it's nonpartisan shit. Yep. Nonpartisan. It is, it is meant to help people with it. The legislature should be making all the time in the world to make sure this gets done properly. Absolutely. You know, so we'll look to see that. Look, we got six voting days left. I do hope our friends in the majority uh, make help us make the most out of it. Yep. 
So uh, let's do that. But uh, in the meantime, though, of course, I want to thank Steph, uh, as always, uh, for providing us with that. Uh, what's no, it called again? I feel sad. Two truths. Yes. Two truths and a lie. It was so, I was so ready for it. Yeah. And then you guys ginned up everything. And no, answered we, we screwed it all We got to get guests that we, you know, that I talk to less. I mean, that's what we have to do. <laughs> we have to do. But that's Representative Schlossberger, Schlossberg, Schlossberg, oh, wow. I know. Why did I Don't say you do that? I, I get that enough at home Why sometimes. did I do? Yeah, I, I don't know. Because I've known no, Mike for 10 Yesterday I said Hoenstein. Or Steen. Yeah. Stein. Yeah, oh, everybody does that at home. Don't worry yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. but, you know, it's so funny with it. But anyhow, Mike, I've known you for, for 10 years with it. I want to thank you so much for making the time to come talk to us. Most importantly, though, I'm telling you, my friend, I'm always proud and thankful of the work that. that you do for mental health. Thank you so much. Likewise, and thank you, Dan. And thanks to the audience. Thanks, brother.